Oh, it's merely a coincidence that we discuss a show with strong female protagonists on the week Susan B. Anthony gets her long-awaited pardon. On this episode of WatchBots! Hi, everyone. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast that's predicated on the idea that jokes about excretions when talking about children's shows are always funny. This is Ben. Today, I was called the Poopy Man. I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. Hello. And by Dave. I've been called Mr. Underpants before, so I'm there with you. Mm -hmm. It's a high compliment Mm -hmm. to be a man made of poop. How's everybody doing? Hell of a week. You're telling me, sister. (laughs) Girl. Girl. Sing it. You want to do a stitch and bitch about it? No. Cool. Good good witty banter. What's a stitch and bitch? You don't know what a stitch and bitch is? No, no, no. It's where you get together with lady folk and sew or knit or crochet together while you chat. Sounds like a yarn and yawn to me. Mm -hmm. Whoa, my. Boom. Gotcha. Battle of the sex is coming up in a minute, too. Take that, ladies. <laughs> that sounds really fun, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's similar to, to Call of Duty Nights. You know, like you get the guys together, you drop mm-hmm. in the war zone, you kill a few noobs, you, you share some some stories. Now it's like, get our crochet needles, you drop in the yarn zone, and mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Now, the problem is, our usual squad is is Dave, myself, my brother, who had some COVID-related job issues. But now he got his job back, so now he wants to sign off at midnight instead of one in the morning. It's horseshit. You're losing out on a lot of time there. I know. There's no commitment. <laughs> commitment to kills. <laughs> because of all this, not just Call of Duty, but like everything in general, I have well and truly like fucked up my sleep schedule. I, I can't even imagine the years I'm taking off my life. How uplifting. We finished playing last night at about midnight, which, as I said, relatively early um, yeah, compared to early the past couple us. months. Mm-hmm. I was up until three in the morning. Not awake enough to do anything productive but far too awake to go to sleep. So what do you do? Are, are you like a, uh, so I usually scroll through Twitter mm-hmm. or watch the episode that we have chosen for WatchBots. Mm-hmm. That's what I usually do. What's your, what's your like, I can't sleep, you know, thing. Uh, some combination of channel surfing. I miss channel surfing. It's good to get back to it. And Twitch surfing, mm. watching people uh, play games. And not, like, not that I'm gleaning anything from it, but. <laughs> it's this weird thing like last night at like 2 30 in the morning there were seventeen thousand people watching this guy play call of duty and i was like huh what's the appeal of this and i turned it on and i'm still not sure what those seventeen thousand people were getting out of it <laughs> is he just kind of mediocre no he was good um okay. he was good i mean but he's a dude and i can say this is a man in my 30s this is a guy who was in his 30s and he was hanging out and like he was just playing with his bros. And I was like, what? <laughs> why is everybody watching this? Hmm. I mean, it's good. It's given me those pro level strategies that I think we need to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. But 
Gotta level up. But when it's 2.30 in the morning on a fucking Tuesday into Wednesday, what the hell else am I going to be doing? You could do what I did. What's that? What's that? I got really messed up on margaritas and cleaned the kitchen. Yeah, but that wasn't at 2.30 in the morning. No, what time was, that was like 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> like 11. 6 a.m. <laughs> you have a problem, Shaylin. I'm drinking iced tea. I'm really tired of you sending me these uh, these strategies that I have to study and then, you know, apply to the war zone. Like, I, I'm just there for a game, Ben. I don't need your, like, coaching and your tutelage, well, this okay? Is, like, and that's why you're not serious. as good. No, see, this yeah. is the problem with this quarantine, is that now I have time to get into, like, the metagame. So, like, <laughs> because it's a video game, it's done through programming. And sometimes the programming breaks, so, like, different guns get, like, super-powered. And you got to build up, and you got to use those guns before they nerf it, which is means they weaken it. Hmm. The lingo. You got to get the leg up on people. Everybody's out there. They're cheating. I'm just doing the best I can. I also changed my username to Fraser Crane PhD <laughs> to really intimidate <laughs> the um. The, it, it's it's such a stupid game. We could spend hours talking about this. There game. are nine people in the world who will get that who play Call of Duty and will get that joke. That's not a big Venn diagram. It's not a joke. <laughs> it's just Fraser, Fraser Crane. To salad and scramble. You can you can buy like, costumes for your dudes. It's a battle royale. My my dude up to the other day was a guy wearing like a a bear skin. Great. There's a new guy in there. He's a dude and he's just dressed like Paul Bunyan and his name is Bunyan. (laughs) It's so dumb. Checks out. (laughs) Just intimidates the shit out of people though. Totally. It's been so delightful to play though. Like since lockdown, I, I wasn't gaming as much as I wanted to you know, work, family life, all that stuff. But like as as soon as lockdown came, I didn't have to go Mm -hmm. anywhere. I'm I'm back in and I'm I'm, I'm loving it. Dun, I'm back dun, in all dun, the way. Dun, dun. I'm in the deep end. Yeah, I'm not a, usually a big online gamer, and I'm probably still not, but it's a good one. But anyway, I'm killing myself slowly here. So awful. Running on fumes during the day. It's nice when you feel like shit during the day. You get your wind at like uh, about now, so nine at night. The way it should work when you're 36. <laughs> and then you get another uh, nine Hell hours to go. Hell yeah, six hours. Think whatever of the that things is. I'll do. Like talk about shit. Literal and figurative. Indeed. But before we do that, I noticed last week as I was kind of going through our Spider-Man episode that we said a lot of things that in the wrong hands could really create a lot of problems for us. You know, Mm -hmm. those that we care about, us in general, and there are no wronger hands than mine. Oh, boy. Well, how about showing the audience some of your sticky web? I want to just like flash really quickly. I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. My dad flashed. Your dad flashed? I keep it in my trench coat. I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> I popped a boner when I flash. I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. I would shoot out the DNA of my enemies so I could murder people and frame my enemies for it. On Chris Hansen. So your fingers would just be filled with, like, ejaculate? Jism! On Chris Hansen. There's too much moon blood. On Chris Hansen. I popped a boner. And then he starts fapping. On Chris Hansen. I popped a boner. And then he starts fapping. I am Chris Hansen with Dateline NBC. Didn't have nothing on but mom. You got to get in front of these things. <laughs> yeah. Do you just have a a file, a folder of like awful things Dave says? Those no, all came from. Those last all came week. from one episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was one episode. 
I don't remember saying I popped a boner. I also don't, but it was in there. Huh. If okay. I had started way back when of like a master file of just like weird things we've said. It would be very large. Imagine file. the art I could put together, but no. <laughs> It'd be the odyssey of those awful things that we Some, some weeks are, are more gold laden than others. So The Iliad of potty humor. I'm no Homer. That's right. Shailen. I had nothing to add to that. So Shailen, yes. you've chosen this week's show, and this week's show is She-Ra. Hell yeah. Princess of Power. Yes. What the fuck? So I was feeling nostalgic, and I was like, oh man, that cartoon that I really liked when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading synopses of the episodes, and I went, I don't actually know that I watched this cartoon when I was a kid at all. Did you think it was just tall, rainbow, bright, Shailen? <laughs> Maybe a little. No. Okay. I definitely had some She-Ra toys. Mm-hmm. I definitely had stickers. Definitely? Were, for sure. Okay. They were on the side of our roll-around dishwasher that we had. We didn't have an installed one. We had like a mobile one in my kitchen when mm-hmm. I was a kid. And I was really into the concept of like, She-Ra has superpowers and she's super strong and sure. she can lift shit over her head. and um. But I don't. It's a badass. Sword. Yeah, yeah. But I <laughs> cool cigarette smoking horse. <laughs> I definitely remember <laughs> He Man in a lot more detail sure. and a lot more about He Man. So here we are. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about He Man and Shira in some detail uh, many, many, many weeks ago with their holiday special. But Dave, were you a, a He Man fan or a Shira fan, a master of the universe? I didn't watch a lot of either um but i did and my cousin my older cousins did have mm-hmm. the toys and it would, you know uh shira came out 85 i think mm-hmm. so he man before that they were just like a little more a little ahead of my time but my older cousins had all the toys so i would play with them when they got handed down to me so i didn't really know much about it just uh just that everybody looked really cool yeah same here i was a big moss man fan hashtag moss man grow but I didn't really watch a ton of He-Man or She-Ra. It, mm-hmm. it was mostly off the air. This was a year or two before our time, but it was it was big shit for sure. One of the few toys that my brother destroyed that I found in our yard when I was a kid was mm-hmm. a He-Man, and I remember it being like complete nightmare fuel for a long time. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it had no arms. Um, oh, okay, so okay. I was I was digging in the yard to like plant some flowers and like He Man popped out with no arms and it was terrifying. <laughs> yep, yeah, I could see that being a problem. It's like that scene in Frankenstein where the Frankenstein's monster just like comes after the little girl yes. with, like daisies. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we'll talk about the cartoon. That's what we're here for. Spare me a minute to talk about the toys here, please. The He Man and the Masters <laughs> of the Universe line was huge for Mattel way back when in the the early to mid eighties, and we'll talk about the Shira toys in a minute. It's one of those lines, too, that continues to get a lot of love even 35, 40 years later. Like those original toys, like the, the big play sets, Castle Grayskull was one of the original, like big, big, big play sets. So that, Eternia, I'm Snake Mountain, I believe was Skeletor's place. Anyway, th- those things all, all go for big money. And even to this day, there's a company called Super 7 that's put out. I don't know if they're 100% accurate, but it's essentially the original toys from the original molds re-released. And they're also doing ultimate versions. So it's those toys, but like with all these alternate weapons and stuff. So that market for that that toy line is still cool. Get ready. 
because the game is very solidly rooted in Hell toys. Yeah. Well, that, that's yes. what I'm all about. So we'll get back to toys, even in a minute here. But So He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was the original show. That one spew, spew spoke pretty clearly. Spewed. Gross. <laughs> it spewed all over dudes because it's the fucking Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, <laughs> Why haven't we talked about the Garbage Pail Kids? Okay. But the folks in Filmation, the production company behind it, the folks at Mattel thought, you know what? Boys are the Y. We need the X. We need the ladies. We need the girls. So what do we do? So they came up with this idea of She-Ra. She-Ra, the princess of power, who, as formulated by Larry DiTillo, who we know from Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Yes. We know from Ghostbusters. And J. Michael Straczynski, who did a lot of cartoons, did a lot of comics. Also the creator of Babylon 5. Oh. They oh. threw this idea together. The idea of, you know, the, the yin to He-Man's yang. And what you get is essentially He-Man, but for girls. That's correct. <laughs> In like every possible way, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so you've got, instead of He-Man, you've got She-Ra, who's Adam's twin sister, Adora. Right. With her crew. So her crew's the Great Rebellion. So Bo and Glimmer instead of, you know, Man-at-Arms. Catra. And, and all that shit. Instead of fighting against Skeleton, they're fighting against Hordak and his crew, who's the Great Horde. <laughs> so, like, and the He-Man crew showed up in She-Ra all the time and vice versa. So, like, I loved this idea that we need something in this universe that speaks to the girls. We're just going to use this and just, like, gender swap things. So there's two things going on there, right? Mm -hmm. There's one that's sort of like this casual sexism of, like, oh, the girls need it need something that's different for them, right? Mm -hmm. Like, she has to have cute hair. And then there's the other side of it, which is sort of like universal storytelling is universal storytelling, and it doesn't matter what the character right. looks like. Right. I have always adored the concept of, like, they're twins, they're split-up twins, and they're doing the exact same thing at the exact same time. It's like <laughs> yeah. a weird, like, psychological experiment. It's a mirror universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw an X-Files episode that uh, covered that. Great. <laughs> And another interesting similarity to other 80s cartoons of the time, and Spider-Man, which we talked about last week, this is another one of those shows where everyone feels tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are instances here. Well, I think we'll talk about it in a little bit. He-Man is like, Shira, we got to go. And Shira says, okay. And she very slowly turns <laughs> and strolls off camera. And everybody's just, they have all the time in the world. Yeah, they had a very hard time animating action yeah. Uh, yeah. in this. Like, just she's getting off the horse, and instead of, like, because it was easier, they, like, had her, like, put her legs up and then kind of fall off the horse onto her feet like a dagger. Right. Yeah, instead of, like, just having her lift one leg over, because that'd be too hard. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all hard. very clumsy. And that's really a hallmark of Filmation as a whole. So we've talked about a few Filmation shows before. So Ghostbusters was one. Star Trek was another. What that company wasn't really known for was great quality or putting lots of quote unquote money into things. Yeah, even the cast, the cast for yeah, this whole entire series is, is eight people. And two of those people are Lou Scheimer himself, who's the executive producer, his daughter, and then you get a lot of repeats. So, like the voice of Bo, who is the oddly roided out ginger warrior, is also the voice of Hordak, who's the main villain in the show. Yeah. But I, I fucking love that this guy's like, hey, I'm producing the show. We're giving my daughter no less than seven roles. <laughs> <laughs> Needs those residuals, baby. 
You know what they're they are known for though? If not quality, they are known for close ups. They love, love filmation close-up. loves mm-hmm. close ups, just of people's faces looking left and then right. Left, then right. <laughs> and swiftly. You can't the show horse. what's happening, yeah. That's it's all you got. I love it when the horse talks because they zoom in on the talking horse and it's oh, horrifyingly move yeah. Yeah. the right way. <laughs> Just open. I will say <sighs> I, I remembered that the horse could talk this time through. Oh, that's so true. if listeners go back to the archives, they'll recall I was quite horrified when that thing started like growling <laughs> you know, in the holiday special. But here I was prepared. Yeah. Horribly underutilized, I'll say. Spoiler. Here. In this episode, Agreed. yeah. yeah. I remembered it talked. I just forgot what it sounded like. And mm-hmm. when it talked, I was, uh, again, scared. <laughs> oh, God. It sounds like an old man. Chewing glass. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> what do you have for sale? I'm Swift Wind. It's, it's me, Poke 50 Swift. <laughs> the, the toy line, a little bit of sexism in action here. I mean, obviously, the driver here is money, right? We want to get that girl money. We got to cut into that Barbie market. So the figures like She-Ra and Bo and Glimmer are more Barbie-ish as opposed to kind of the smaller action figures. Yeah, well, some of them, they were smaller, but also they had the hair. Right, so they had the hair. But the bad guys, the evil horde, were all put into the Masters of the Universe line. Deemed too ugly for like that Barbie-ish treatment, I guess. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) So the the, the plastic was a little harder on the the He-Man toys and softer like a... Like a a woman's (laughs) curves. Oh, yeah. They were Barbie material, yes. the, the as opposed to like action the figure material. Skin of Barbie. Did you ever have that Barbie Shailen that was just the, the head, the, like the big, like life size head? I didn't have the life size one, but I had the generic knockoff version of it that I got at a holiday party from one of my relatives. That was like, she's a girl; she likes pink things. We'll get this for her. Was that the makeup like hair? Thing? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Even as a boy, you know, before I knew about. Um, what perverts there were in the world. I would look at that thing and go, that ain't right. The concept is that you could practice like braiding the hair and curling the hair and combing the hair, mm-hmm. which like full disclosure, I was so into that. And oh, honestly, absolutely. like I still on occasion at home, will see like someone on TV with pretty braids. And I'm like, I wish there was someone here that I could braid their hair. My hair's um, getting long. It is. That's true. Yeah. But that thing, like it, it didn't work right. Like, you couldn't do it because sure. when you tried to comb a tear, it would, like, tip back off the table or whatever yeah. surface it was on. Like, it was just... Yeah, she needed a full woman's body. It was not a good... <laughs> With that supple, supple Barbie's <laughs> plastic. Quick related tangent here. I, I found something on Twitter the other day that... Isn't think... our podcast just all quick related? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some uh, unrelated. Pull, pull quick out. And there you go. <laughs> so, I was on Twitter the other day. WWE puts out trading cards through Tops or Upper Deck or one of those companies. And you know how, like, in order to sell more cards, things will do gimmicks now. So, like, basketball cards, there are ones that have, like, a piece of the player's jersey. You know, there are these rare cards that you find in packs. For WWE, one of the things they did was the Divas or the women wrestlers, like, there's a mix of them. They would, like, kiss the cards, right? Like, so they would leave, like, a lipstick mark. And somebody (laughs) posted, they found one on eBay for the wrestler Alexa Bliss. And they were selling the card from their collection, and somebody they they posted what condition the card was in, and somebody posted oh. one that was in brand new condition, and like the lipstick had very clearly been like worn off. Oh, uh. <laughs> just, just like fuck, that's so gross. That is yucky. Keep the black light off that thing, man. That's fucking oh. wild. Oh. 
Anyway, back to Shira. So the original series here ran for oh. two seasons, but I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the new Shira because that one's lasted for five seasons. It just wrapped up this past spring and was pretty well reviewed. People people really seem to love it. Did either of you have you seen any of it? I started to watch it and our son vetoed me, uh, which is fairly typical of me mm-hmm. picking any show that I ever want to watch with yep. him. But what I saw of it, it seemed like it was decently high quality. The characters seemed uh, a lot more relatable than th- the original sure. She-Ra. Which Secret handshakes sense. and such. Yeah, totally. And, you know, in doing research for the game and stuff, everything I came across, it was like, five stars. I love this show. But, like, mm-hmm. people were thrilled. Dave? They've updated the cast of characters. To, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, so they've like different ethnicities, backgrounds, gender types, and all that. So that's about as far as I know. And I know it's been well received. I wanted to watch yeah. it and then just like, you know, just other things came up. And I've got a bunch of stuff I need to watch, rewatch that I've promised to watch all of mm-hmm. She Ra, Conan the Adventurer, mm-hmm. or, or the, the animated series. What else did I promise to watch all of? Uh, California Dreams. Sure um so you get some some summer homework yeah 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 i watched the first episode and a half last night not between the hours of 12 and 3 and it was pretty good as i noted a couple weeks ago i did not really care for the new transformers because it's just so grim Mm -hmm. but this has a lighter kind of tone like she-ra whether the original she-ra whether on purpose or not is kind of funny you know like some of it is just it's bad but they they tried to throw a few jokes in there and i think this new show really does that I don't love the animation style, like that sort of, I'm not going to say new My Little Pony-ish, but it has that kind of like wide-eyed feel is not my favorite, but you can and live with that. It's like, kind of modern anime look to it. Yeah. Very glossy too. Yeah. And the show really noted for being very progressive. Mm-hmm. So like very LGBTQ friendly, lots of gender fluid characters, things like that, which of course brings like people out of the cave to be like, well, Shira used to be sexy and now she's not sexy. Yeah. And it's just like, what? <laughs> Fuck Shut up. It's a fucking cartoon. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. She's not sexy. Oh, what happened to her? She used to be all woman. But I'm so, you know, we're, we're pro that show, but we're talking about the sexy one here. We're talking about the original. And the episode we were talking about is He Ain't Heavy. That is correct. Which, good God, titling things is not that hard. We write bad titles for games every single week. <laughs> so <laughs> that we've talked about so many fucking shows that the titles are like, what the fuck does that mean? It's truly astonishing to me. I, I saw it and I was like, oh, is this about her brother? Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What, what, in what world does this song exist? I thought it was the funniest thing I had ever read. When I saw that it was called He Ain't Heavy, and then I read the description, and it was like, she has to rescue Adam, and mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so the episode was written by Bob Forward, and Bob- Also very progressive. <laughs> yes, very much so. Bless his heart. One of my favorite things. Very clearly a Wikipedia page maintainer. Mm. His Wikipedia mm. page is so meticulous- and it links to his sister's page, and his sister has written a couple of books, and it links to his dad's page, and it links to his website. So I'll read you a little bit about old Bob. This is from bobforward.com. Bob, who likes to refer to himself in the third person, is generally speaking an animation writer slash story editor. He has, however, written novels and live-action screenplays, and put a pin in that, directed animation episodes and short films. 
he was one of the dudes who did the He-Man and She-Ra holiday special. He's written on the Legend of Zelda cartoon. He's written on one of the Sonic shows, I think the one that we didn't watch. But he also wrote a book called The Owl, okay, which was adapted into a movie, but it wasn't supposed to be a movie. It was a pilot shot for CBS that starred the guy that starred in the Highlander TV show. And it was directed by this guy named Tom Holland. Now, not Spider-Man Tom Holland. This is Tom Holland, the director of such films as Child's Play and Psycho 2. Oh, yes. And when the pilot wasn't picked up, the production company added in a lot of montages and cutscenes. And Tom Holland, the director of Psycho 2 and Child's Play, was so disgusted, he changed his name to, for the production. So he's, he's directing it under a different name. I would love to spend an entire episode doing a map, like mm-hmm. a, a thought map, but it's all the connections of like, Okay, producer, yeah. writer, Mark Wiener, Dave Living Room. <laughs> like, just follow that trail. Would you like to know a little bit more about the owl? I would love Mark to Wiener. know more about the oh, owl. Oh, yeah, the owl. Yeah. The owl, also known as Mark Wiener. Alex Leboeuf, a ruthless mercenary come vigilante, is known as the owl because he never sleeps. His insomnia comes from a combination of a medical disorder and recurring nightmares of the murder of his wife and daughter. That's not how owls work. It's true. He hoots a lot. <laughs> Alex is approached by Lisa, a young girl whose father is missing. She awakens painful memories of his own child, but after some persuasion from a police woman friend, he agrees to help her. So that's the owl. That sounds very generic. That is a very generic sounding plot. And also, I know Dave mentioned the X-Files had a twins episode. They mm-hmm. also had an insomnia episode. So X-Files had it all. Very forward thinking. Indeed. <laughs> the episode aired on September 26, 1985. I wish I knew what had been happening in the world when that happened. What a sentence. Smooth. <laughs> Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. It was a real Michael J. Fox Oreo sandwich that week in the box office. Number one. Back to the Future. Number three, yeah. Teen Wolf. What was the cream in that sandwich, Shailen? That's right, the Peter O'Toole cloning movie creator. I oh. would not have ever guessed that. I was going to guess Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Nope. But that was in the 90s. I've just had Sister Act on my mind all day. I'm not sure why. It's because you're trying to stop smoking and you're thinking about habits a lot. Yeah. 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 But no, it's the creat- creator, the Peter O'Toole cloning movie. Good, great flick. I read the Wikipedia description. I did a little Mm -hmm. research, and I tried to sort of sum it up in a sentence for the show, and I couldn't do it. It was too complex. (laughs) The whole description is like a run-on sentence, and I became very confused. The sign of a good movie is that you can't do an elevator pitch for it because it's too Mm -hmm. confusing. I saw the sign, which was the number one song in America that week. Hmm. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Would have been a good segue. Though, it huh? would have been a really good segue. That's a mm. fucking lie. <laughs> it is a lie. You're wrong. I did find from 1985, though, it was like a Rolls Royce Power Wheels. Cool. Of, like officially Rolls Royce and stuff. Yeah. Retailed for $500 in 85. Oh. Would you like to know what that equates wow. to in 2020 money? Two grand. About 1200 bucks. <laughs> That's a solid Power Wheels. What do you think it's worth now? 500 bucks. <laughs> You know who loves She-Ra? 
Lou Scheimer, executive producer. It's true. Start in it. Do you think that he helped with the song? Yes. Can we hear it? Of course. Adora, He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. This is Spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, For the honor of Greyskull! And so on and so forth. Those filmation shows, I will say, they had their music down. Oh yeah, good shit. Oh, I dug yeah. it. Yeah, I did like uh, how it sounded like they brought the actress in to record mm-hmm. the lines, and she did one take, and she she got it fine. She read all the words just fine, but you can hear those like little pauses, and she's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I am Princess Adora, <laughs> and I." You're adding in way too much intonation. I am. Adora. I'm pretty sure she was high. It reminds me of there's this thing you can Quaaludes. do now where through the power of like deep fakes and AI, you can read like a 90 minute list of words and run it through an AI program and it can make anything sound like your voice, which is horrifying. Um, and there's I'm, a movie about that called The Stepford Wife. Oh! What would you do? <laughs> Isn't that what you do with all your uh, with all your drops, Ben? You've just recorded our voices. God, it, it would be a, so easy to do that at this and... point. Maybe I'll build that. Yeah, that's a project for another day. <laughs> when I retire from Call of Duty, that'll be my next project: is deepfakes. Okay. Fucking shutting down the internet. Happy for you. Anyway, so yeah, she sounds she sounds very sleepy, but it's a good intro. It's a good song. So she Shira. I learned from the first scene that I was going to have a problem here. Because the first character you see is an old wizard, right? Unnamed. Let's meet the wizard. He gets his name later. All right. Take it easy. Yes, yes, yes. Happy fellow. I liked that they decided to go with a blank screen and not show him at first until (laughs) he lit the candle. So I was completely convinced that I had chosen a cartoon that we only had the audio for. Mm Mm-hmm. And I felt terrible about it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, that was just lazy animation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so he's got like his little crescent moon necklace. He's in like the classic one piece nightgown. Yeah, Classic he, wizard. He, he's dressed like Gargamel. Yeah. He's got yeah. a nose like Gargamel. We find out later this guy's name is Catalus. Yep. And he goes to the door and like this werewolf looking fella and two robots walk in. And here's immediately where I knew I was going to have a bit of a struggle because I like to chill and I was like, well, what are the names of these characters? And she went, I don't know. And I went, oh, for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> I, I got to take notes and I got to like, we learned their again. names. I'm bad at names. I'm not even good at names of people that I know. We find so out. why would I know the names of characters in a cartoon that I thought aired that you had when I was a show. baby? My name was Dan. You started calling me Dave and I just had to stick with it. <laughs> it's true. And I appreciate your flexibility there. <laughs> when you pick a show, there's a certain responsibility to help walk through the show. So when I looked and the first character's on screen, you're like, I don't know who that is. I went, fuck. I usually watch the show and then do the notes. 
I don't take meticulous notes in advance of watching. It's a process, folks. What can I tell you? I liked the beginning here. Yeah. I th- I, like, it starting in black was, was a little disorienting, but kind of cool. And then the flame of his, of his candle, that was yeah. neat. It really creeped me out, the interaction at the door. Like, the, the woman is talking like this. And, mm-hmm. then, and then you could hear her talking to her cohorts outside, like, he's the one. Imagine that happening in real life. That would be fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, that's true. This was yeah. a really compelling intro. Unlike what we watched last week with Spider-Man kind of uh, <laughs> dangling through New York City. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So the, so the the werewolf guy named Grizzlore and two robots come in. Now, the robots kind of look like Cylons from Doctor Who, mm-hmm. but you get another one of those classic Filmation things, and that's the walk cycle. So it's like anybody in a Filmation cartoon, you'll see them walking back and forth across the screen nine or ten times, and they all get like this Vince McMahon strut going on to them. Yeah. I like it. So- Another woman starts to come through the wall. This is the sort of cigarette voice woman Dave talked about, and this is the very busty Shadow Weaver. Well, well, what is it that you want? The only thing you have that is worth possessing, old man. <laughs> Which, of course, is the moon mirror. Really quick. Mm-hmm. Was anyone else imagining that the person voicing the Shadow Weaver was like in full weird makeup, like no <laughs> reenacting it, no, in the, no, and everybody all. was just like, "Cool, man." No, just I just imagined the uh, like the three eyed witch from Dark Crystal. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Was just like hey, talking like this and into a microphone and like sipping a Starbucks coffee. Yeah, Shadow Weaver really weirdly drawn, right? Like the way her face is shaped is really strange. So she's got this full body like maroon robe thing on, except for a hole in the face. But you don't see the face, you just see black and you see yellow eyes, mm-hmm. right? So kind of like Orko from He-Man. Yeah, kind of exactly but like, like that. there's no texture to it. So it's like her head is a perfect oval and it's just drawn on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like that's a hole. It's just her yeah, face just, is just this flat thing. Yeah, there's no nose. Yeah. It's really yeah. weird. It's not a robe. It's her skin. Could be. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. She's got gangrene and stuff. Just dripping skin. Ugh. Ugh. Nasty stuff. So anyway, I, I like the I like the moon mirror. I'm a leper, let me in. Because she's like, it's the only thing you have that's worth having, and clearly this is an object of great power, but it's just half hidden under a sheet. Yeah, yeah. In this old retired wizard's house, whose yeah. name I thought was Douglas for the first few minutes. <laughs> no, it's a catalyst. It's Douglas the wizard. So they go to take the mirror. They put catalyst in a bubble. Yeah. And this is a big thing with she apparently. I remember this from the holiday special. People are always getting put inside bubbles. True. Girls love bubbles. But nobody ever dies. Like, I think. They're evil. They could have just killed this wizard. Would have saved themselves some trouble later. But they just put them in a bubble that dissipates the second that they are off the premises. I have a fun trivia fact for you. Oh, boy. Hit us up. They couldn't kill him. Uh-huh. Because children's animations at this time mm-hmm. couldn't have actual combat or death or violence mm-hmm. so you'll notice later when they're having their fight scene mm-hmm. Shira and he-man only attack the robots because they're okay. not living beings they were not allowed to attack oh, living beings okay so that's why they have to use bubbles for the humans and humanoids because you couldn't actually attack them or hurt them so you just have to find a way to subdue them long enough to advance the plot but what about gi joe i don't know I know that Filmation specifically did the robot thing to get okay. around it. Okay, okay. Listeners, if you want to partner with me 
on producing a Hanna-Barbera-themed like Fight Club series where they're just beating the fucking shit out of each other. Hit me up. Email at WatchBot's pod subject line, Wacky Fights. Or, listeners, hit us up on Twitter at WatchBotsPod. Hashtag Wacky Fights. Let us know what two cartoon characters you'd like to see beat the fucking shit out of each other. Just blood and like celebrity deathmatch, but everywhere. animated. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. I was trying to think of it. I was real. stuck. I was like, what is that claymation show? No, this is a new concept. I just came up with it. Okay, yeah. So they take the mirror, and then they go to see Hordak. So Hordak is not the actual, like, head-head bad guy. He's like the sub-head bad guy, but he's the day-to-day manager. Right. He's not like the CEO. He's just like that that bastard guy. He's the, if you could just stay late tonight, that'd be great. Exactly. He's middle management. Yes. Here's the first thing he says. Excellent. This is finally turning into my kind of day. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I want to see the cartoon about how bad his day was going. Because they're building like a monument to him, like yeah. this big statue that comes up. <laughs> a conspicuous amount for, for a reason that becomes clear later. But it's like, somebody was making a statue of me and I was sitting on this cool throne. It seems like it'd be a good day. What was going wrong? Did he have a bad breakfast? Did something go wrong? I think his brothers got the shoes that they wanted, and then he he didn't get the shoes that he wanted. And then like he woke up, and like his brothers got the toy and the cereal, Could and be. he didn't get the toy yeah, and the yeah. cereal. And it was Kordak's, uh, you know, no good, very bad, terrible day. Mm-hmm. I'd see that for a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'd see it for two dollars. Name Are we that betting? dollar, yeah. Anybody else uh, think Kordak sounded like the boss from Christmas Vacation? Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> oh, a yeah, little bit, yeah. 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 yeah, just kept expecting me to go, Griswold! <laughs> Not that scientific mumbo-jumbo. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray's too big for She-Ra, Princess of Power. Not back then. Hmm, maybe. Yeah, he was a younger man, earlier in his career. Yeah. Last, he was not um, related to any of the producers. Lifting himself up by his bootstraps, as it were. So, what is Hordak's plan for the Moon Mirror? Why did he want it? He explains it in a very laborious and exposition heavy way yes it has been some time since force captain adora deserted our ranks that was bad enough but when she joined the traitorous rebels the act became unforgivable we must make an example of her we shall use the moon mirror to bring her here (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh if you never watched She-Ra before, that would have been helpful. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, <laughs> I had yeah, no idea. I, I, I was like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That was for us. We need dialogue that doesn't only explain what this new object is. We need dialogue that explains the entire series. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to use the moon mirror to kidnap her because the moon mirror opens up into another dimension. Correct. They're going to use it to kidnap her brother, Adam. And the second they showed Adam, and I have this thought when I see Masters of the Universe or She-Ra all the time, is like, it's the Clark Kent Superman thing, right? It's like this Jack dude who looks like He-Man and has a sword that looks like He-Man's. That's He-Man. Yeah. This girl who looks like She-Ra and has a sword that looks like She-Ra's. This is She-Ra. How do these people never figure this Not out? Not only do they look so like dumb. them. She-Ra's is especially egregious because she even has on the same clothes, just in a different color. Yeah. It's a palette swap. I had this idea that all the uh, side characters... You know, like man at arms and you know, everybody else would be, you know, Shira and He Man, they leave the room and they're like, that's totally Adam and Adora, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're going to keep this facade up. They're, they just think they're tricking us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep doing that. Those idiots. There's a piece of dialogue later between Bo and He Man and Shira that, that it gets it's into this a little so bit. It's so really good. Funny. So, I love it. 
So you can't use the, the moon mirror without limitations, right? It's a very powerful object, but as many powerful objects will have, there's consequences. So they talk about when it's safe. When the moons are aligned. That's Amore, people. So the moons have to be aligned between the dimensions, right? And if they're not, what can happen? What happens if you use the mirror when the moons are not lined up? The mirror becomes uncontrollable. It could bridge between any universe. We must not take a chance. So that's a problem. I'm just so glad that they established what the stakes are up front for us so that we know. (laughs) That scene also establishes a, a pattern through this episode of things taking a long time to get going. Even the action scenes, they take a long, long time. But what doesn't take a long time, at least, is getting Adam slash He-Man into the plot. <laughs> it's so funny. So we cut to Eternia, right? We leave Etheria, and we go to Eternia, where Adam is with, oh boy, I have forgotten her name. I don't think it's the queen, no. but it's one of his crew. It's a redheaded woman. Listeners, pillory me for this one for, for forgetting. But sorceress? Something is like that. that. Yeah. Here's the first thing Adam says. Tonight, Adam. Reminds me of a couple of fried eggs. <laughs> what? <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> a couple of fried eggs hanging off a nail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. So, if you're not aware, listeners, fried eggs on a nail is a reference to uh, low-hanging bosoms. So, if you take it at face value, he's talking about being hungry, and that's how she interprets it. But I was like, is this a weird, like? Yes, yeah, booby joke. Yes, yeah, I think fuck? about saggy breasts. I think it's both. I think it's both, and also you could be hungry for both. I guess. Yeah, it's yeah. this whole scene is just so perfectly established that He Man living in a completely different universe than mm-hmm. anyone else on this cartoon. He's on a weird sitcom from the fifties, <laughs> and everyone else is in Eternia and Etheria. <laughs> Doing their Masters of the Universe thing. Yeah. Very odd. Within seconds, they get the moon mirror to work, and a portal opens, and Adam falls in, and it sounds a lot like... (laughs) (laughs) So it looks like he's falling through, like, he's in Fantastic Voyage, he's falling through the human body, he's in Doctor Strange, he's in, like, Dormammu's dimension. It's just this weird... Play it again. (laughs) It's the best. It's so good. It's so funny. Act. So, all right, here, here's your line. You want to act like you're pretending you're in trouble. Okay. okay. Ah! So oh, he, man. he lands in the throne room with Hordak, and he starts punching some of the guards. Robot guards. Right, of course. And he's going to pull out the sword, the, the sword of power. He's going to fuck somebody up, but Hordak gets it. Sorry, but we don't allow our guests to keep their weapons. <laughs> Which is a very solid way to handle things if you're a bad guy. It's a very smart rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had a magnet to get the, the get the sword. So out he, of he can turn his arm into different things. So yeah. he he turns it into a magnet to get the sword. And then Adam's like, I'm gonna get you. And he goes to run after him and he starts running upstairs and Hordak hits a button and Adam falls through the stairs. <laughs> I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah. I love this. Like, Skeletor has such a hard time of stopping He-Man. Right. And stopping He-Man from thwarting his plans. And then Hordak's like, I'm going to take your sword, 
and I'm going to make you run right here, and you're going to fall, and now you're in my dungeon. Mm -hmm. Look, I just captured He-Man. Fuck you, Skeletor. I am ten times the bad guy you are. Mm -hmm. And now you can see why Skeleton and Hordak had such problems in the holiday special. You know, big egos clashing, big egos. Mm -hmm. So now we cut to a really surreal scene. This is, you see, you see Adora, you see Bo, and you see Glimmer. And they're not at the Crystal Castle, which is kind of the Castle Grayskull here. They're just in a forest or something. Yeah. And so let's describe this. So Adora is She-Ra, right? Right. Glimmer is sort of the second in command. With awesome, badass, pink punk hair. Great hair. And then you have Bo. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on Bo before, but we need to revisit this. This dude, he's... Got like He-Man gear on, sort of. So he's got like this weird chest plate thing with a big heart in the middle, and he looks like Rusty Jones. I know I talk about Rusty Jones a lot, but this is a big that's thing. That's because for me. they keep he's animating got things like this. Red hair that's parted on the side. He's got a mustache, and he looks like he's done forty cycles of anabolic steroids. This yeah, dude is like so a, a fucking freaky. Tom Selleck. He's got that look yeah, to him. Ginger Tom Selleck works. If Tom Selleck did about forty cycles of anabolic steroids. Right. This is a disturbing man. So they're hanging out. They're talking about supplies and the rebellion and stuff. And let's get into it. This should be fun. The Horde always puts bombs in their spy bats. Cover your ears. (laughs) Bo is a weird character. Bo is so weird. And I kind of adore it. Yeah. Adora it. it. Ah, I see Ah. what you did there. He's like, he makes jokes like someone's dad. But they're not jokes. It's, so it's not yeah. like a dad joke. It's yeah. just like, well, let me show you how to change a tire, kids. Like, where just... his, his delivery is like, I, I have a joke, but the, the, the content of what he's delivering is, is like, this is a fact. Yeah. I have a joke. What's your joke got to do with me? But so where Adora's delivery is, you know, Quaalude-esque, Bo's delivery is very similar, but it somehow works with that character because he just seems like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like he's supposed to be a moron. I so, thought he was like the laid back guy. In their crew. Oh, he right? is not, laid maybe, back. Maybe not the idiot, but like, hey, man, whatever. They got bombs and the messages. It's do you, cool. You need this guy smoking dubs? I think he's Spicoli. Yeah, so big big dube smoker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listeners, hit us up with your thoughts. If you think Bo is getting down with that wavy gravy, hashtag Bo20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're getting attacked <laughs> by a horde spy bat, right? Which is fucking crazy. And Bo shoots it with an arrow, and it doesn't explode right away. But he finds what he calls a message cube. Let's read what's on the message cube. I think it was delivering a message. Yep, it says to yep. the traitorous outlaw rebel Adora on it. Maybe it's good news. <laughs> to the traitorous outlaw rebel Adora. From now on, I oh, only man. want people to refer to me as the traitorous outlaw rebel Shaylin. But I like this idea, right? That Hordak sends out this robot spy bat, and we're in this high fantasy kind of world. Right. And instead of like parchment, it's a message cube with like the longest inscription I've ever read on it. It's weird, wild stuff. I also like that they know exactly where she is to deliver it. I don't think that, I think what happened, it's similar to in the fugitive. Every outhouse, penthouse, henhouse, whorehouse. And they, he just sent Hordak. bats all over the place. I see. Okay, that's fair. Bats everywhere, as far as the eye can see. Bats everywhere. Bats everywhere. So <laughs> the bat does explode, and there's this funny scene where Bo, like, he, he springs up, and he tackles the two women very violently. To protect them. That's right. And again, this is, there's just taking a long time to get through this. So Hordak has 
video of Adam looking very sad in the dungeons, and he just tells this four or five minute story like, you gotta come before sunset. And then the bat also blows up, and the cube also blows up, Mm -hmm. and we get more bow. The horde puts bombs in everything. That that they do. <laughs> I love that. Thanks, Chad. It, yeah, it's, it's there's no emotion behind it. There's no nuisance. There's no joke. There, it's just a fact. It's yeah. like, oh, the Lord puts bombs in everything, I guess. Hmm. So the idea is that Adora has to go in order for Adam to be saved. Right. Now, she has a whole team of rebels, but for some that reason, she has to go by herself. And Bo's like, well, we got to help. She says, no, you and Glimmer have to stay behind. You have to get the supplies for the rebels. Right. Right. And then, to your point, Dave, this idea that, like, they have to know that she's She-Ra, right? Yeah. We get this little tidbit of conversation. I wish She-Ra could go with you. Who knows? I just might meet her along the way. She might be closer than you think. And then she started winking sparkles everywhere. Very strange stuff. She does this weird, awkward climb onto Spirit, the horse. It's like she had never climbed onto a horse. This is how I would climb onto a horse. (laughs) I would pay money. It's to so see that. uncoordinated. She must have just gotten like around the bend. She immediately does like a front flip off the horse, mm-hmm. and then we get the transformation, right? And this is sort of what the whole episode is built around: this music cue, these sparkles. Let's listen to it. Might not do it justice. And so it's her in the middle of the screen, and she's in front of the crystal castle, and she transforms. There's sparkles And then everywhere. she's like, and you turn into swift wind, and she blasts the horse, and the horse turns into a flying horse, and it starts it's like-, like rainbow armor. It's so cool. It's a ta- unicorn. Takes out a pack of Marlboros. A quick aside. Mm-hmm. There is an episode where swift wind has a foal with a lady horse, but- He has a, has a what now? A foal. A foal. A baby with a lady horse, uh, but the the lady horse. Stop making fun of me. It's the word hashtag hashtag, funny. hashtag full. Because the baby full horse throw. is not born on the right island. It's not born a unicorn. No, and no. So no. don't tell me that. No. She asks Swift Wind, "Are you sad that your baby is just an average horse?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm happy that I have a kid, man. Like it's cool." Mm-hmm. And then she says. Oh, hold on. I have a magic sword with a stone in it. I'm going to turn it into a unicorn anyway. Well, yeah. We almost watched that episode because that's one of the few that I remember, but then the title of this one really grabbed me. Sure. The, yeah. the lady horse, was she a uh, full figured? Uh, full. Full figured? She had eyelashes. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember. Okay. Was she fully loaded? With his seed. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. You're welcome. So I had a thought. Just now, down Shailen's best (laughs) joke. (laughs) That the real difference, maybe why they can't tell that He Man and She Ra are Adam and Adora, is because when they transform, their voices go down two octaves each. Oh, that could be because she's talking like this, and then she turns into She Ra and she's, I'm She Ra, I'm the princess of power. Gray Skull, just something like the opposite of what they did with the chipmunk actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) so. Picture, if you will, our characters here like on a straight line. So you had in the middle, you had Bo and Glimmer and Adora. Adora goes off to the right. As she goes off to the right to transform into She-Ra, 
in from the left walks Catalyst. They must have been walking at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. He walks in and he's like, are you spies? Are you rebels? Maybe. Who wants to know? Me, Catalyst, the wizard. <laughs> oh, hello there. the wizard. I was trapped in a bubble for, for several minutes. It was harrowing. And then I cut my stick and my robes and I went for a walk. I lost all my powers and, oh, I just want a nice pizza. The hell he did lose his powers. His powers were at peak form here. His powers of walking up walls and not actually really being able to do much else. He was like a weird (laughs) party trick. Well, we'll talk about a few things here. It's made out of slide whistles. The... The power of magic in these shows, I always enjoy this because it's it can be whatever the writers need to get out of the situation. Yeah. It's the power of convenience. <laughs> exactly. So they have this god-awful long conversation about, are they rebels? And, and Bo is skeptical. And then he tells them about the moon mirror. And they're like, we got to go. So Bo is going to grab Catalyst. And he's going to also... And on the way, I'll show you a few tricks of my own. <laughs> that bow, you you never, you never know what you're going to get with him. Maybe oh, he's going to be strumming a guitar and singing. And Oh, man. So Bo wraps the wizard around him like a shawl, and then he just walks off. <laughs> <laughs> he walks off with him. <laughs> On like account Jesus. of the steroid strength. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like Jesus carrying body. a baby lamb. It just picks up Douglas the wizard <laughs> oh, and throws him over his shoulders. <laughs> so now, now we cut to like Hordak's lair, right? And She-Ra rides in on Swift Wind. And she says something very smart. It's a good thing you're able to fly, Swift Wind. That that's true. Yes, <laughs> and it's like because they're only expecting an attack from the ground, despite the fact that she, they know Shira is around and has a flying horse. But no matter. What if they applied that dialogue to other things? Like it's a good thing you could walk here, Shira. <laughs> like like <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing we could ascend these stairs. <laughs> Dialogue so by four-year-olds. Yeah. 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 Or four four-year-olds. Yes. Either way. So we mentioned Swiftwind can talk. This is Lou Scheimer. Swiftwind doesn't get a lot of dialogue this episode, which I think is a real shame, but we do get a little bit. Good fortune, Shira. I'll be waiting. Good fortune, Shira. Hey, put me in this episode. I need a line or two. I need a fall. What I love? Bring me the lady horse. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I love that he's. She has to be ready, willing, and able. I'll he's give her the a old magical clip-clop. flying, talking horse who can right. help her in a battle. Mm-hmm. And so, what does he do? He hangs out and waits for her and does nothing to assist. Yeah, so, the layer has these big columns and she sends him to hide behind a column. Now, everything in this world is gray and green and red. This is a white and rainbow horse, but Just hiding behind this hiding one behind column. A column. What was he doing that whole time? Smoking. <laughs> thinking about fools. Yeah. Thinking about thinking we, about a young we filly. We just got here, Swiftwind. Yeah, well, I'm tired and I need a smoke break. <laughs> we just had one before we left. This isn't how this works. Just chilling, oh, reading a magazine. Oh man, yeah. I'm taking this out of your uh, your time card, Swiftwind. It's, it's not just, counted. It's work. crazy stuff. So Swiftwind is pretty much gone. We don't see Swiftwind again, but we do get to see more of Shira's power of pointing out things that are incredibly obvious, right? So she's on the top of the building, or she's very high up in it. So she like kicks open a panel. Dungeons are down there. Would make sense. Oh, Dungeons okay. are usually down below. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. Now we get this weird kind of slapsticky thing where Shira is like walking behind the robot guards. 
the robots are like, well, we've searched everywhere. And she's like, have you checked over here? And they're like, well, that would be crazy, Shira. And then they're like, well, Shira. And then parts go flying everywhere. There's another part where she does like a front flip onto some stairs. Uh-huh. And there is a robot guard in the foreground. Oh, my God. This was so and good. And so she flips away. Now, the robot guard would have had no reason to look in that direction, but it does. <laughs> and then it does like the Jim Halpert head tilt shrug at the camera. <laughs> I think... I think the robot heard oh. a noise, but the, then didn't see her because she flipped away too quickly, mm-hmm. which was not quick. And he is the worst guard I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And we also didn't hear a noise as right. the audience. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It was, it was, Tim Allen was there? Absolutely. He was the Ooh. one in that. It's like how Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper yeah. in The Force Awakens. Tim yeah. Allen was the, the cameo. Yeah. Of the shrug. Just a little little something for the fans. Serge, stop saying ho, 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 ho. <laughs> We're recording, Tim. You, you don't have to do the ho, 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 It's going to have power. It was a bad Tim Allen. That was a bad <gasps> Tim Allen. Hey, at least I tried. Yes, you did. Well, we'll put you on deck real soon. Shailen, yeah. what's your best? <gasps> I can't do it. <laughs> Pretty good. You just did it. I'm going to make the home improvement theme with you doing that. <laughs> and I'm going to acapella the rest. I know that that's been done already, but I think I can improve on it. And next week, it will be a show hosted by the recently divorced Ben. You know, you make that joke a lot, and I think people get really upset by it. Well. It's in bad taste. I hate when you two fight. Yeah. This is real upset. This is real down and dirty stuff. Now, as the poopy man, my, I, can, I can do these kind of things. I can get in the muck. I'll fucking do it. Poopy man. The poopy man can. Let's transition out of this. Like she would. <laughs> so this happens a lot, where... Either a sword will twirl through the screen, or just the word Shira as that Shira noise happens. It's not as iconic as the Transformers logo or like the GI Joe thing, but Shira, it works. The job done. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. It just happens a lot in a very small amount of time. Like I think they had the sword in the beginning, and then like I don't know, eight hours go by, mm-hmm. and then it's this, and then it's this again, it, like a minute later. It's really weird. And then it happens again uh, soon after that. Yeah. So like, I was like, why are they, why did they decide now? To put like halfway through. Yeah. I thought that as well. It feels a little odd because I mean, in Transformers, it works because it's usually the cut between like what's going on with the Autobots and the Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Right. Here, it's just a scene transition. Was this a, like a commercial break I think it's a commercial break, break. Thing, maybe? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That okay. could be. All right. Okay. That's why it's so close. Listeners, if you know, if Lou Scheimer's out there, hit us up. Hashtag, what's the deal with the she transition? Oh, I have tales to tell. <laughs> Give me a young filly and I'll tell you the tale. <laughs> a young filly and a pack of Paul Malls. Lift her tail up. Oh, too far. I'm going to see if she's fully ready. Huh. Oh, boy. Speaking of dad jokes. <laughs> so she saves Adam. And Adam is going to do the sword thing and be like, I have the fall ready. <laughs> oh god. But he's too slow because they animated it badly. So like he's just his arm is creeping up to the sword, but then they they have to fight the guards and he can't do the he can't do the He-Man thing. Not in front of the witnesses. So Hordak mm. finds out with Shadow Weaver that Shira is there. She has sprung Adam. And this is where Hordak comes up with his new plan, his plan B. Activate the moon mirror. This time we shall take King Randor. <laughs> <gasps> But Hordak, the moons are not aligned. So I probably would have just started with the king. Yeah. If it was me, right? Like, who is going to get you a better ransom? A king or a prince? 
You tell me. I believe it's called a king's ransom for a reason. Too true, Shailen. Oh, dad jokes, huh? In the Mel Gibson film, Ransom, did they kidnap the prince? No, they kidnapped the king. No, they kidnapped the kid. Yeah, he was the king of Prussia. Oh, right. Yeah. In that mall. You start with the king, goddammit. So the idea is the moons are not aligned, so shit's going to go bad. But we don't quite know what's going to happen yet. Because now we cut to another location right outside here where you're with Bo and you're with Catalyst. Now, I didn't grab a clip of this, but Bo is looking up and there are guards up there. There's like a guard tower. There's also a single spy camera, which is just very funny. And Bo makes the very odd statement that you don't know the horde like I do. That's correct. Okay. So you're thinking, oh, maybe he knows like something about strategy or kind of how they're programmed or whatever. But no, because what he does is he shoots the security camera with an arrow. Somehow this causes the entire tower to collapse. (laughs) And like the robots all fall down and break apart. And all of it was like, what? (laughs) What's going on? The math, the geography. I guess the geography of the horn. Yeah, yeah. And the geometry of the Mm -hmm. tower. He says there's a security camera. It's pointed right at them. What? Who is manning the monitors there? Like, they're very terrible security. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. They were otherwise occupied. A society with so many robots to help out the bad guys, the robots are truly on the rebel side, I feel Mm -hmm. like. Mm. Mm, Maybe they were rebels in disguise. I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like robots in disguise, but different. But now it's like, oh, shit. Well, they're at the bottom of the mountain. What are they going to do? But fortunately, they have Bose Diamond Arrow. You know what they say about Bose Diamond Arrow? It'll stick in anything. Like swift wind. It's true. It's fun stuff. So he is climbing the wall in a very um, like action hero-y kind of way. And Catalyst just very slowly like just walks up the wall. Because he's tired. He he explicitly says that his upper body isn't as strong or something. Mm -hmm. Like there's a weird joke there. He pulls his shirt off. And I mean, he's a little wiry. A little stringy. Cinnamy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, let's do the uh, let's do the He-Man transformation here. By the power of Greyskull. There's something I particularly liked about this, because the identities of He-Man and She-Ra are pretty secret, right? Right. So She-Ra makes her transformation in a forest. He-Man makes his directly next to She-Ra. And he does it, and they sh- only show it the one way. So He-Man's transformation is he's got the sword, there's lightning, he's in front of Castle Grayskull. And I thought to myself, what is She-Ra seeing? Right? Like, That's we as the question. audience are seeing He-Man in this transition scene, and you're like, fuck yeah, He-Man. And She-Ra's just, like, looking at her brother. She's rolling her eyes. Like, this is unnecessary. She looks over, and he's just, like, kind of taking off his tie, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. awkwardly, and, like, oh, shit. Yeah. pulling down his pants and putting on his, like, weird <laughs> He-Man underwear. <laughs> so She's like, oh, my God, you're so embarrassing, Adam. They, they, now they're just standing in a hallway. And seconds later, Bo and Catalyst climb in the window. And Bo astutely notices, well, I see She-Ra, and I see He-Man, but I don't see Adora or Adam. Where's Adora and Adam? Safe. Great. Who's your sticky-footed friend? (laughs) (laughs) I really think that this lends itself to Dave's theory of everyone knows. Yeah. yeah, We all know. He's kind of playing along. He's like, oh, safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm." Because it's not like their secret identities are gaining them anything. Exactly. 
It's an interesting theory. It actually lost them stuff because, like, Adam was kidnapped. <laughs> if they had known he was He-Man, like, he could have pre- just prevented that just by being He-Man yeah, all yeah. the time. That's true. <laughs> so here the convenient power of magic comes in because... Your sticky-footed friend. Catalyst, he has, a, like, a vision of, oh, my God, they're going to activate the mirror, which is not a power he had displayed before, but, like, he's got, like, a psychic connection with the mirror, and he's like, oh, my God. Oh, no! The mirror has bridged to the Doom Dimension. Not the Doom Dimension. The Doom Dimension. I love high fantasy names of things. Like, the Doom Dimension sounds fucking amazing. This sounds lazy as hell, too. (laughs) The Doom Dimension sounds like an awesome place to visit in uh, in a video game. Yeah. Yeah. It's good fantasy stuff. Now, the Doom Dimension sounds bad, and that's because it is. Here, Very bad. But here's what happens when you use the mirror incorrectly, which is what Hordak has done. It will continue to grow until it swallows all of Ethereum. So I'm reading that as the mirror and its like wave of tornado shit will grow until the whole land is is sucked in. That's correct. Because all we really see it do is suck in a lot of robot parts right. and nothing else. Yes. <laughs> so... Everybody's in peril. They're all like clutching to poles, like it's the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. But Hordak, he uses like magnets to turn his hands so they're like they're sticking to the stair, and then he turns his lower body into a drill, mm-hmm. and he fucks out of there. See you around. Maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Hordak. <laughs> <laughs> this is good stuff. This is good, good stuff. So Catalyst loses grip and he's going to die, but then Bo shoots another diamond-tipped arrow. They always stick. They'll stick they in stick, anything. And, and Catalyst grabs it and he calls him. My thanks, friend Bo. Friend Bo? Oh, they're friend Bo. They've got this problem still. And this mirror is just sucking in robots and they, they don't know what to do. But He-Man, we think back to his fried eggs comment earlier, he's only got one thing on the brain. Too bad we can't plug it up somehow. That's it. But what can we use? There's nothing in here big enough. No, but I know where we can find something that'll just fit. <laughs> They're brother and sister. Bring me swift wind. <laughs> I know where we can find something. Listeners, if you're not getting it, let me, let me, should give you a little more. I can't believe they filmed the actress or recorded the actress just having sex. It's weird, but it works here. It works here. Yeah, it's like the precursor to Monsters Ball with Billy Bob Thornton and Halle Berry. Yeah. I see it. Yeah. Highly erotic. Un- unsimulated sex. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So. It's the brown bunny of filmation. This is the big action sequence, but it like it's just so boring. Like They do like front flips. She turns her sword into a rope. They get the. They do some deep squats. They they do some squats. They lift up the statue of Hordak. And military presses. The mirror, which in theory can swallow the whole land of Etheria, they just throw it into the mirror and it gets stuck and the mirror blows up. That is correct. It's just like, oh, that's that's the conclusion? Like the wizard couldn't do anything? They just they threw something big in there and it clogged it. <laughs> she couldn't use her sword to create something large enough, so they just threw that weird statue thing. They put a big shit into the pipe, and that was the end of that. Only Mario could have solved that problem. Indeed. But all is well. And Adam goes back to Eternia. She-Ra 
is with Bo and Glimmer again, and she was like, oh, Bo, He-Man said, you, you fuck shit up, pal. You did really good. But I found myself thinking, I still don't understand the title of the episode. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know how it equates here. But thank God. Thank God they got back to this. This is the end of the episode. Well, the, the proper episode. There's more. That was a heavy responsibility. Oh, not so heavy, Glimmer. He's my brother. Fuck. What? <laughs> Come on. The whole episode was written around a pun about a song. About the, the Vietnam War. Or 70s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking good. <laughs> it is a thing that I would do. And that's probably why I liked it so much. He ain't heavy. He's my wizard. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't even have time to let that sink in because all of a sudden this weird fucking like rainbow raccoon thing popped up. No, this was that wasn't Cowl. Cowl was the owl thing. This is Lukey. Is it the flying squirrel thing? Yeah. So the gimmick of this thing is it's like a Where's Waldo? Apparently, it was in the background somewhere in the episode. And no, I did not go back and look because it comes on screen that's like, this is also voiced by Erica Scheimer. So this is Lou's daughter. And it's like, did you see me? I'll give you another chance. And then it cuts to a shot of the forest and like this weird fucking raccoon thing like sticks its head out. But this is a PSA. So the first 20 seconds of this are just, could you find me in the episode? And it's just standing in the forest. Now you might think, oh, maybe the PSA will be about taking care of nature or something you know how not to get lost on hikes i wasn't expecting this today i would like to talk to you about safety there are things around the house that can be pretty dangerous things like knives and tools and matches they aren't toys so don't play with them play safely bye now oh all this did was make me think you know what sounds awesome to play with Knives. Tools, <laughs> knives, and matches. They're oh, pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah, what I... if I grab that knife that looks just like He-Man's sword, and I played with that? Because I just watched She-Ra and He-Man. Think of Captain Planet or G.I. Joe or Heathcliff or any of these shows that do PSAs. They're doing something that has something in relation to what they're going to talk about, right? Like mm-hmm. Heathcliff would talk about like pet safety, and he would be right. walking a dog. This thing's just stand in there and it's like don't play with knives what a weird thing to leave you with it's so good it's fucking crazy (laughs) they were always weird and not connected to the episode as i recall yeah just man just weird wild stuff now before we we leave here the ending song is as good as the opening song i would say better maybe For the honor of love, we have the power, so can you. Yeah. You know, the beautiful thing about writing lyrics and music, the words don't have to make sense. They just have to be words. That's true. Anagata de Vida. You know, like, it doesn't doesn't mean anything. Yeah, like, he ain't heavy. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. That song is just amazing to run to. Just do any exercise to it. Mm-hmm. Just have it loop over and over and over again. You're always pumped. You might like, you know, you're the best around from Karate Kid or 
Hearts on Fire from Rocky. No, no. For me, it's Honor of Love or whatever the fuck from She-Ra. I was going to say that it made me want to do a training montage, like mm-hmm. desperately. So. You still do one right now. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that looks like. Do one right now. It's an, audio audio format. it's an audio format. <laughs> Look at what a good job I did. So let's rate this fucking thing. Would you show it to a child, Shailen? Sure. Why unsure? The costumes. The suits. <laughs> the I'm suits. still uncomfortable. Okay. Have we talked about this today? No, not why you're so uncomfortable with it. <laughs> no, I think that the chest plate on Bo was enough to make me very uncomfortable. And is it a heart or is it like the, the feather part of an arrow? I don't think it matters. Think it's, about it. It's the amount of bare skin that he has. That makes he's, not me wearing an, he's not wearing bare skin. Thank ben you. is wearing the exact same chest plate, folks. <laughs> he got really making, into this episode. Yeah, it's making me uncomfortable. I'm going to do a little live research while we go here. Dave, what, <laughs> would you show this to a child? Yeah, I thought it was fun. Like that a lot. I think kids would enjoy it. The mm-hmm. high fantasy part, all, all harmless stuff. Um, Watching the Shira or uh, Adora transform and Swift transform, um, mm-hmm. pretty fun. I think kids kids should watch this. Yeah, I think this was pretty harmless violence. So, so that's the thing there. There's kids aren't going to get the weird sexual undertones here. So uh, just for note, you can get a bow costume for like eighty bucks. Now it's the new style bow, who is not showing as much skin, mm. so not not as good. But I'll, I'll see if I can find something a little better. And let's go with one to five bows. Shailen? Five bows. Wow. High praise. I thought it was very entertaining. It was exactly what I expected in spite of not having any memory of it. And the things that were funny to me were very, very funny to me. Okay. Dave? It's not much, but it's three and a half to four. I, I don't know where I lie yet, but it, you know, it's... It started off really strong and it ended strong, but the middle is just so laborious. I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be a three and a half for me. Okay. I'm going to say four because I think there were parts that were very slow, mm-hmm. but I think what I enjoyed, I quite enjoyed. Like the character of Bo is very funny to me. <laughs> a lot of it is so, it, it falls into the so bad it's good category. Like I'm not watching this and going like, wow, they nailed it. You know, right. <laughs> it's such... A clear and obvious ripoff of the original Masters of the Universe concept, but it does it so nakedly and tilts the idea just enough that I'm down with it. Well, they're like allowed I to do it. it. They, it's the same company, the same writers. Not right. Like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not like Transformers versus GoBots. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with GoBots being far superior. So. I was wondering if you guys would like to play a game. Mm-hmm. You would like to play a game? I, I don't think we have a choice. Masters of Segway. <laughs> Smooth. Tonight we're playing Is the Price Right? It's kind of like the price is right, but it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> okay. Is so that, each, that's, that's a long title. You will each be competing mm-hmm. uh, simultaneously. We're not going in turns. So you'll need buzzer noises, please. How will you be ringing in? Um... <laughs> um mine will be <laughs> excellent so today we're going to be talking about vintage toys from ebay mm-hmm. 
and it's we're not talking about sale prices here. We're talking about yeah, what that's people, my territory. What people have marked them as that they're trying to sell them. <laughs> okay. So I will give you a description, and you have to tell me how much someone has listed the item for. These prices are based on today. Mm-hmm. I use the buy it now price wherever possible, but there were some that were actively being bid on. So it was whatever that price was fixed at at mm-hmm. the time when I took the notes. Okay. We're looking for the closest answer without going over. Are you ready? What happens if I go over? You don't get the point. Hmm. You get stabbed in the heart. <laughs> the Masters of the Universe lot. Uh, it's the She-Ra Princess of Power with the original Swiftwind horse. In box or out of box? Out of box. Ah! Yes. $100. Dave, what do you think the seller ranked this inbox Swifty? So admit, do we even need the buzzer? We don't need a buzzer. <laughs> I just want to make you have funny noises. $250, Bob. No points for anyone. This person listed this horse at $37. What? Buy it now. The horse with oh. the, the She-Ra? No, it's just the horse. Just the horse. But oh. I still feel like that's a, a, bit, that's a big get. Th- that's a bargain. It's a bargain. Does it talk? Does it blow smoke at you? No. <laughs> Does it shoot a ejaculate? <laughs> <laughs> it's the full maker edition. Gross. All Swift right. Swiftwind Equus version. <laughs> the vintage used... Princess of Power Swift Wind Horse Comb and Brush Set. The color is teal. Use. Say, so, sorry, say it again. It's a horse comb? It's a brush and a comb that you're supposed mm-hmm. to use for Swifty the horse, mm-hmm. like on its hair. Used out of package. The color is teal. What do you think that's being sold at? Listed. Yes, Dave. $7.50. Ben. $43. We have a decisive winner on this one. $9.99. Yeah. Dave wins. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's right. I know my... She-Ra Your horse toys. comes. <laughs> this is the She-Ra Princess of Power Catra action figure, including her cat Claudine. It's out of the box. $6. Oh, wait. So the action figure and the cat. $6. Ben, you done fucked up. Uh, $18. Dave, on a roll here. The auction price was $21.95. Yeah. With a buy it now listed at $34.95. But there were people bidding. So by the end of the night, someone might make all of 50 bucks. Could be. All right. For the She-Ra bow figure, he comes with armor. He comes with a cape. He's circa 1984. That's right. They released him before the cartoon aired. (laughs) Amazing. How much do you think he's going for? In box, out of box? Out of box. Does he come with a diamond arrow? He does not. Shit. That you have to get the uh, the adult superstore. I got it. Ah! All right. $9,000. <laughs> Dave? Uh, $1, Bob. 
$90,000. So Dave wins by virtue of strategy on this one. This one made me laugh really hard. Can I guess? $69. You said $1. Well, I mean, like, I've I've won, obviously. Is it $27? No. $69. So it's currently listed at $15.99, down 20% because nobody wanted it for $19. Yeah. What? Yeah. Checks I would love out. a bow toy. All right, now we have... And a boy toy. Another bow figurine. This one without a cape. Okay. Also out of the box. So it's the same toy? The exact same toy out of the but, box. $27. No $27. 27 is the guess. Dave? This one has no cape? No cape. So it's nude bow. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... I'm, I'm buying nude bow for $12.75. You are both way over $6.99. I was going for a reverse psychology, so I want to diverge for a second here. I've been selling some stuff on eBay lately, um, just trying to like clear space out, like old toys and computer parts and stuff that I, I'm just not going to use. And eBay is such a fucking hassle. I fucking hate it. I, I told Shailen, next time I talk about selling something on eBay, just like slap me in the face. Shailen. Like literally, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking. He he means next time I talk about when next time I talk about actually doing it. Like about it. I sold them in general. A computer part, (laughs) and the dude bid it up at the last second to win the bid. You know, it wasn't a ton of money or anything. But then he writes to me three days later, and he said, "Oh, I've had bad experiences. Can you ship this to me before I pay you?" And it's like, what the fuck? What 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 do you what do you think? What does he think you are, an idiot? Yeah, and, and then there's people like, well paid eight dollars for this dvd and the case isn't in great shape and it's like god damn like i didn't do it on purpose just like it's such a hassle because now i gotta like do a return with this person and i have this fucking dvd i don't want again sucks don't sell on ebay folks and don't sell on craigslist either because people just keep trying to scam you great we just lost our biggest advertiser ben thank you hit us up uh ebay.com slash watchpots promo code swiftwind Guys, I have great news. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get us a new sponsor right now. Okay. You're going to be trying to guess the price on a vintage 1986 She-Ra Princess of Power Lay's Potato Chips promo oh, calendar. Man. How much is the seller listing this for? It indeed <laughs> says rare in the title. Good eBay trick. Four ninety nine. Four dollars and ninety nine cents or four hundred and ninety nine dollars? Four dollars ninety nine cents. Three dollars. You guys, it says rare in the title. Uh, yeah, yeah. Three dollars. Two dollars. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. One hundred ninety nine dollars oh, and eighty six cents. Oh man! For a calendar from nineteen eighty six. I should have known because I, I love these these tie ins and they're always worth money. They're always worth money. Yeah, it's true. All right, we've come to the special segment. Welcome to the Showcase Showdown. I will describe to each of you your own showcase. You will name the price, and whoever comes closest to the price of their showcase wins. Um, punch you- up. It's the Bowcase Bowdown. You got it. The Bowcase Bowdown. It's the Swift Wind Impregnation Hour. Ugh. <laughs> All right. Dave, since you are in a commanding lead, and in fact, I don't think there's any possible way for Ben to win. You get the first showcase. Oh, okay. This is the She-Ra Princess of Power Crystal Castle from 1985. It includes figures, 
horses, etc. It is a vintage lot that has been used. What do you think eBay seller is valuing this at? I got to know what that etc. is. Uh, do you, any, any other uh, description you can give? The etc. would include things such as the brush, the comb, Ooh. the cape, and there might have been a Shira necklace, but I couldn't really tell from the picture. Okay. Hmm. All right. <sighs> Man, this is tough. I mean, like, on the one hand, like, it's out of the box, but on the other hand, like, there's a brush. There's a lot of shit with it. A big, big bowcase. I'm going to say $199. It only occurred to me now that I'm going to have to do a lot of math in a few minutes. All right. Hell yeah. Ben. What's up? Your showcase mm-hmm. features. Bowcase. The bowcase. The Shira Princess of Power Crystal Castle playset. This one, sealed from 1985. Oh. AFA 80 plus. Oh, they graded it too. Brand new. All right. uh, I don't have a quick. I'm sorry. Bait bundred ballers. We should do a, like an all Shira auction site and call it Ebo. Ebo. Okay. Okay. Do you, there's, there's a lot of legs to that. I think so. Could be. There's a big, you know, it's a big. Hey, Shira's back, baby. Yeah, big groundswell of uh, Shira fans out there. Were there, I wonder, is there must have been a new toy line for this new show. Shalom says there was off mic. <laughs> there was. I'm trying to do math. Well, then don't. <laughs> We're trying to vamp. We're trying to vamp and you're, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Dave came the closest. With, neither of you were even approaching the correct price. So the used vintage Crystal Castle playset featuring such accessories as a brush is listed at $2,000. So it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. Ben, the brand new Crystal Castle playset is listed at $4,500. Yeah. Wow. Now, that's not to say somebody's paying for that, that, but... I think that it is very interesting to get into the brain of the person the selling, yeah. You see that on eBay a lot, especially with toys. Yeah. I, I do this for, like, Transformers Masterpiece and, like, old Ninja Turtles and stuff. Look at what stuff is sold for versus what it's listed at, and it's... it's there's very often different. A, a wide... There's an ocean's worth of difference, okay? Mm-hmm. So that I did badly in this game doesn't mean shit, because I think my prices are what the people would pay. But I told the you very people. clearly what the rules were up front. Yeah. Anyway. I, I call bullshit on the whole enterprise. Congratulations, Dave, for winning. Yes, I'm the Is winner. Is the price right? Ah! Tell you what was right. Dave. Bo. Dave was right. Bo knows. <laughs> Bo knows diamond arrows. Onto the mail bogue. <laughs> <laughs> what? The full bag. What was your dream job as a child? And do you regret the sad path your lives have taken since those early days? Yes. Sincerely yours, Kurt Blasterman. <laughs> I never, I never had a dream job. I know people are like, I wanted to be a fireman. I thought at one point about being an architect, but I can't draw and I'm also not technically minded. So that's no good. And mm. so to answer the second part of the question, yeah, I, I guess the lesson is when you drift through your mid-20s having no idea what you want to do, that's where you, where you end up in just like vague 
product management, which is fine. But like in my day, you know, like when I was coming up, you didn't have kids on the internet playing video games all day and like fucking making dumb jokes for money. It's true. Yeah, opening stuff up and getting millions yeah. of dollars. No, I'm aged out of that. That's fucking horseshit. I didn't even have a chance. Are no you chance. Aged out of it? We'll find out when I quit my job to be a full-time Twitch streamer. And that's my big announcement, folks. <gasps> I'm leaving my career. The only products I'm managing now are the ones in here. And I'm tapping my heart. How are we going to pay the mortgage? Felt your chest. You, well, you're going to need to get a new job. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I can't support both of you anymore. <laughs> uh, an architect. Um, that's about it. I was a biology major when I started college, but I don't like killing things or like seeing the insides of things. So that was just, that was a guess. Hmm. It didn't pan out. Didn't take. Well, when I was much younger, I wanted to be uh, <laughs> an army man. But not like, I had no idea like how the military worked. I just wanted to be like a G.I. Joe. Okay. I didn't know what that entailed, but it, like the little green guys looked cool. And then when I got a little older, I wanted to be Die Hard. Um, <laughs> I wanted sure. to be Die Hard. Yeah. <laughs> and then as that was around like 12 or so, really just wanted to be a guy down on his luck and found himself in this, you know, this yeah. big circumstance. Uh, but then as I got older, I wanted to be a writer. And now, you know, similar to what you were saying, Ben, you just kind of stumble into project management. Mm-hmm. Now I do content. And that is that is my job. Yes. Yeah. Content. Very. Content. Um, so dreams dashed all around. Well, I mean, in a sense, you're creating content. Yeah. So true. Yeah. kind of writing. Yeah. Content. I'm not um, R.L. Stein like I really wanted to be, but oh man! <laughs> so oh, I just I, got a good idea for my next blog. I want it to be Christopher Pike. Fair, Fear Street. The X-rated R.L. Stein, indeed. Yeah, uh, no, R.L. Stein was Fear Street. Christopher Pike did the. Um, uh, he did a lot of one-offs. Yeah, yeah. There was right. a lot. There's a lot of people poking and getting turgid in there. I wanted to be first a veterinarian. And then someone delivered the news that that includes euthanasia. And I cried for weeks yeah. because I thought there was no way I could ever have a job. And then that reminds I was, me that I got I to tell a story off mic. Then I was going to be a teacher slash writer. And the really important thing to me always was that I would have an opportunity to buy office supplies. Mm-hmm. So in a way, my dream has come true. Dream big. <laughs> I love office supplies mm-hmm. they're my favorite i got a discount code this week that i've told ben about 600 or 700 times and i keep mm-hmm. stumbling over it i am so excited that i'm going to order some notebooks this week spiral bound you bet you bet college rule so i would say that i'm like halfway to my dream and i also do work in an academic setting in spite of not being a teacher at all but You're gonna i get doxxed with all these details I, my name is pretty findable i'm not really that stressed Wow. Look up Shailen, Facebook rabble rouser, <laughs> internet runner offer. That's the other half of your dream. Agitator. <laughs> Part of my work is using Facebook. So. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just wanted to kick people off computers when I was younger. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> there was a Look brief now. period in college as well where, um, where I was looking at teaching. Mm-hmm. And then for the first uh, education course, you had to go and do like observation and stuff. And this was not, this was not a positive period of my life. Um, I just decided I didn't feel like it. And so I forged all the paperwork. (laughs) Did they accept it? Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I think that my first, 
my education course was. <laughs> it broke me. No, no. Here's the here's the wrap up to that story. I'm a certified educator in Massachusetts. I could legally teach right now. <laughs> Things have changed oh, since then. I've matured. Yes, that's true. Now I talk about horses fucking on the internet. <laughs> Things are different. I decided teaching wasn't for illegal, me. So. That's true. Um, I knew that teaching oh, wasn't for me when we read a story and did like a mock discussion as like children in a classroom and the teacher kept intentionally using the wrong part of speech. Sure. And I got so frustrated with her that I was like, well, I need a new major. And all the kids were in there and they're like, teacher, teacher, we oh, need a Jesus bottle. Christ, thank God they didn't do that. Oh, we need a diaper teacher. Gross, Ben. That voice is so bad, and I hate it so much. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What was your childhood dream job? Hit us up at WatchBotsPod. Hashtag Dream Job Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something, too. Yeah, and I was up till 3 in the morning last night. Come up with something better. Shailen, come up with something better right now. Hashtag Job Not Fair. Hashtag Dashed Dreams. Oh, God, that's sad. Uh, well, I thought that was a the theme. Hashtag swift wind gets laid. Ew. <laughs> Hashtag full. So thank you, Kurt. <laughs> so that is She-Ra. I don't make a lot of commitments on this show other than to continue doing it for some reason, but uh, I think I probably will go back and watch some of the newer She-Ra. I, I enjoyed what I watched last night. I don't know that I'll watch a lot of older She-Ra, but it's good that this franchise still exists there's a new masters of the universe coming but the showrunner is kevin smith so i'm sure it's going to be uh, complete ass no. is it related to the movie that's coming too no this is picking up from the original cartoon and it's getting into unresolved storylines so that oh, sounds like God. a winner so yeah so you have to like go back and watch the old cartoon and then be really familiar with all these little tiny things that don't really matter mm-hmm. Sounds fun. It sounds like something J.K. Rowling would do. It does sound like that. Oh, man. She's dead to me. Minus the transphobia. That is big. I mean, we don't know if there's transphobia yet or not. Big controversy. Fair enough. Yeah. Let's let's not cast judgment until we see it. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. That's about it. That's about it. So you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all the socials. We're on uh, we're on Queeby. TikTok. Tout. That's right. Vine. Big tout's a big one. Watch bots pod. Subscribe, rate and review. All all that good shit. For Dave and Chalen, this has been thank you for listening to another episode. And you know, we're getting a couple of calls on the old the WatchBuds phone. And I see in the video line we have Swift Wind. On the second line, we have Star of stage and screen Keanu Reeves and on the third line we have former first lady Hillary Ronald Clinton and it's funny Shailen yes, it seems like you have something to say I don't have anything to say no hello it's Swiftwind <laughs> I'm looking for a filly I'm glad that you brought up my pride Hello, my friends. It's I, Keanu. Would you like a cigarette, horse? Yes. Do you have a horse condom? 
I might. It's me. It's Bill. I'm calling in on Hillary's phone. Oh, it's the most excellent of presidents. Hello. That's right. Got those magnum condoms for you, Swiftwind. There's my friend the horse needs a big old condom. You might think if I'm trying to impregnate a filly, I wouldn't need the condom, but that's the trick. You put a pinhole in it. I always double wrapped. That is not cool, Swiftwind. I heard these kids are taking their 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 fake airplanes to Jeffrey's Island. Shouldn't be doing that. That sounds like a bad day. I'd be very interested in seeing that island. Gross. Gross. What would Ringo Starr say if he was also on the line? He wouldn't say anything. He'd just be horrified and staring agape. Aghast? Anyway, the planes, trains, and automobiles with Will Smith and Kevin Hart and his abomination. Goodbye! Bye! Bye.